Recorded on February 2nd, 2022. It's Tuesday. Episode 7. What's the deal, Ronnie? Welcome to the Push Ahead podcast, the podcast that's all about pushing the political conversation ahead, not pushing back. Hi, I'm Jamie. I'm Shelby. And I'm Pamela. And we are reporting live from the quarantine bubble, and Pamela's outside. <laughs> outside the bubble. Uh-huh. Yep. Uh, in, in the front yard, actually, so that's, sorry. <laughs> We're All not right. letting her in. Nope. And I'm grateful because I don't want to get COVID. No one does. It sucks. And we're here to talk about Omicron, Orlando Nazis, and Ronnie's no good, terrible, bad Florida GOP laws. We're going to address the elephant in the room. This is where we talk about kind of gossip that... uh, Kind of an elephant. Yeah, kind of an elephant, kind of gossip. But it's stuff that we have to talk about so that way we can talk about the real stuff. Well, I wanted to talk about this. Biden finally made good on his promise of getting a cat. What is it with Democratic presidents promising their kids pets? (laughs) I don't know. He said on the campaign that they were going to bring a cat in. But I guess with his uh, German Shepherd dying, it took a little longer. Mm. It took Obama a little while to get his dog, too, right? His, yeah, because uh, they wanted a specific kids, yeah. breed. They had to have an allergy-free dog. But the cat's super cute. I love the picture they posted of him sitting, or he, she. I think it's a girl. I still get the gender right. <laughs> um, the cat, they, sitting in the windowsill. So cute. You look at that and you think, it looks like it's just a cat next door, and it's a cat in the White House. Yeah, yeah. I mean, well, it is if you live next to the White House. That's true. And I guess if you're a cat, you think you live in the White House everywhere you live. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Yeah. How many cats do you guys have? Three. Do they think that they are first cat? I don't know what they think. Right now, they just want to kill each other. I know that yeah. my cat thinks that she is the ruler of all. Yes. But she acts like it. Having gone through a government background check, I, I didn't get up to like the White House clearance level, but I can tell you that it takes quite a while to actually get through all the background checks where they send out people to interview your friends and relatives before you get enough clearance to have access to the White House like that. So that's probably why the pets take so long. Well, because the pets have to cl- have to clear the security <laughs> briefing. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah, I mean, mm-hmm. you know, that that cat, that kitten's just going to walk into the walk into the situation room and just kind of plunk down in the middle and who knows what state secrets she'd be privy right <laughs> right and who knows who she's hanging out with when she's not at the white house well now the fbi knows which is yeah, why it took so long <laughs> but yeah i'm happy that there is another cat in the white house it's been too long mm-hmm. what was the last cat in the white house socks or maybe i think maybe w had a cat too mm. but the cat was, was a clinton cat yep but yes, I don't remember many first cats or second cats. Did the vice president ever have a cat? Mike Pence seems like a cat person. Mike mm. Pence was a bunny person. He had Marlon. Oh, Bundy. that makes so much more sense. It really does. Yep. So they had a rabbit. <laughs> Rabbits, like they look cute and sometimes they cuddle, but most of the time they're little balls of hate. Like we joke about cats wanting to murder you. Like cats only want to murder you. Bunnies will actively try. If they were bigger, they would maul you with their hind feet. They they do from time to time. Yeah, I think I've seen that. And mm. yeah, bunnies are, I mean, and not just on uh, Peter Rabbit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, bunnies are to be respected. The January sixth commission subpoenas the National Archive records, and they got them. They got them finally. Delay, 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 but we're coming 
coming into primary season here and hopefully something will drop and maybe we can flush out the seditionists from the from the house at least. And apparently there were documents that had been torn apart and they have successfully been retaped together Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. entered into evidence. Yeah. Ripped apart is nothing. Back in the 90s, they had full time jobs of people piecing together shredded documents. Yep. So I'm sure they went through a good deal about them. I mean, this could be such a big investigation, right? Like it never even occurred to me that our own congressman could be one of those people because he always strikes me as super spineless and just a follower. Yeah. We have the highest number per capita of any county in the country of participants in the attack on the Capitol. I don't know how that happened without our congressman knowing. Yes. Are you guys in your normal seats without me? Uh Yes. Okay, I'm going to keep looking back and forth at you like I do when I'm in front of you. Uh, do, do, do we need to like set up a Zoom call or something? I really wish we had because I love watching your faces, but that's okay. We're already halfway into it. <laughs> it took us forever to get this one done, so hello. Yeah. <clears throat> okay, that can bring us into our first topic. COVID! You can do everything in your power to make sure that it does not come into your home, but it can come into your home. We It'll- are on... Day nine of COVID hell. Mm-hmm. Oh, nine days. Brought in by my toddler. He was, he's had a little cough and a runny nose, but he's still running around the place like he's not sick. Mm-hmm. Then it took down our, Over you? our middle child. And then it took me down. I thought I just had a sinus infection because I kept te- testing negative. And then Saturday, while on the phone with my mother, when she told me that she was positive, I took the test and blaringly, blaringly positive. Uh-huh. And it sucks. I mean. that That's what you get for being an optimist in 2022. <laughs> yeah. Being an optimist means you're positive. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Hey, I'm rocking the Eeyore this year. Me too. And I'm pretty much an optimist, but I'm, I've been super negative. Yeah. Just. Luckily. Negative thoughts all around. <laughs> yeah. When I have the positive thoughts of trying to celebrate the husband's birthday and trying to take our kids on a weekend getaway oh no that you got sick before your trip Mm -hmm. yeah we had to cancel everything oh we were responsible we were afraid of possibly bringing it back we never thought that we might be the ones bringing it there wow i'm so sorry i know you were so looking forward to that yeah jamie when was your birthday uh last thursday mine is sunday oh happy birthday i i don't think we're the same age but I think we have the same sign, which is not shocking. Uh, oh, and, and yeah, uh, I am eighty-seven. <laughs> oh yes, then we're not the same age. I'm much younger. Much younger. Much, much younger. Much younger. Uh-huh. I was like eighty-seven. Is that a sun sign? I missed that one. Nope. Uh, no, we're both Aquarians, which totally fits. Like mm. la la la. So I'm so sorry you didn't get your trip. And so Shelby, now you have three kids at home. You can't send them to school because they have to quarantine until they test negative. Now they can go back to school the day they test negative. Right. Yes. The day they test negative, they can go back to school or I could be very um, wrong and call the doctor and demand a doctor's note saying that they can go back to school. Yeah. yeah. Can you do that? Even if your kid has a positive COVID test? Yes. Oh dear Lord. Yeah. So you are staying at home with your kids and Jamie's working from home. Yes. Yes. But working from home. So, yeah, you're a living proof example of my nightmare with COVID. Yeah. Yeah. It's, um, yeah, I I mean, like, I I think Shelby just took the kids out this morning and they ran around in the middle of a field to burn off that energy. Hopefully, hopefully next week, you know, this this COVID hell will be over. 
scientists are, are estimating that once you get over it, you should have temporary resistance to the current strains of Omicron. So the immunity should hopefully last for the next three months, which means we get to run around licking doorknobs and... <laughs> until there's another variant. Yeah, until there's do, another do. variant. Yeah. I can finally take my kid to Disney World. Oh, yeah, you can do that. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. Like right away. As soon as everybody's negative. Boom. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. That's we get plan. You guys get a have a get out of jail free card. Well, everyone else does. I'm still negative. And it's like, am I negative because I'm immune or am I negative because I'm at this point? All of us who have not gotten COVID are just like super. We have we are. We just have super bubbles. I don't know. Yeah. I, I, well, I the mean, the problem with us is, you know, you can't get a two year old to mask and you can't get a two year old to leave you alone. Nope. You can't leave them alone. So I knew I was probably bound, sudden, determined to get it mm. because the kid didn't leave me alone for three days. Oh, while he's home, you can't get him to wear a mask because like my two-year-old grandson wears a mask all the time when he's outside. But no, not at home. You're right. Yeah. Yeah. There's just no way. So what we had planned to do if one of the kids had brought it home, we would get them to wear a mask. But at the point when we found out that Finn was positive, he'd been around them for, you know, three days. Yeah. He was busy drop tackling them. Yeah. So. And it's not like you can really isolate them at that age. No, no. no. If, if it was kind of the worst case scenario where if Shelby or I had been the ones to bring it in, we would have been able to like lock ourselves in the bedroom and get meals shoved in under the door until everything was over. But yeah, it's it's very catchy. Very catchy. Yeah. It's the winter hit. Yes. 22. And I have mild COVID and I can tell you it is a bad. Our clean rating, our clean rating. <laughs> I'm sorry. COVID deserves that word. Hey, I didn't say it this time. (laughs) COVID updates. I read a report today that estimates are that 40% of the country has gotten Omicron at this point because it is so catchy. And, you know, we just did home tests so that our positives aren't even reported to the state. Yeah. You know, our lovely governor doesn't want that. And with Biden sending out, you know, four tests to every front door for anybody who requests it, those are going to be four tests that are going to be negative. Unless someone ends up hospitalized and Denmark, I believe, has officially said that the threat posed by Omicron is over because of the decoupling between the hospitalization rate and the infection rate where people are getting sick, but it's not not getting hospitalized. Yes. So it's no longer a hospital crisis. And, you know, people are getting sick and they're getting over it they're not dying in their beds yeah i don't even want to think about how bad this would be if i wasn't vaccinated yeah yeah i do feel like as a country we are turning a corner and we had our in-person meeting with the dems last week we wore masks indoors except when speaking and nowhere near anybody and i haven't heard of anybody at all testing positive since then estimates are that we are hopefully behind the peak and then Enough people will be vaccinated, infected, or vaccinated and infected that barring another mutation, which they are expecting at some point in the future, which is why they're saying that if you have Omicron, you have protection for three months, not you have protection forever. Right. But based on the previous cycles that they're expecting the next variant to take about three months to emerge. Well, and I think that, you know, viruses are evolutionary beings like the rest of us. They, they don't want their source of life mm-hmm. to die, right? Yeah. So, and if they killed all of us, there would be no more source of life. 
And I feel like this is doing exactly what a virus should do as it evolves. It just evolves faster than our hundreds of years of revolution to lose a pinky. So it's evolving to be something it's looking for to get people sick, but not kill them. Um, yeah. So that can, it can be a part of like the flu um, or whatever other viruses that, that live among us, but don't necessarily kill all of us. So I'm sure that people are going to write in to correct us about, oh, evolution doesn't doesn't work that way. There is no intent. Viruses don't feel that way. They just kind of whatever. Yeah, well, I'm not a scientist. So if you want to email us in, I will hear it. It's all on me and yeah. I will own it and I'll take it on the air. If you do, please do email us and tell me I'm wrong. Yeah, there's there's always that disclaimer. There's always someone following up every time someone talks about, oh, yeah, evolutionary pressure pushes viruses to go fitter by not killing their hosts. And it's like, that's not how evolution works. Yeah, I'll stop. So. I'll stop alienating our audience. <laughs> For the moment. What's our next subject? Orlando Nazis. Uh-huh. Oh, my God. This is this is the surprise that came out of left field that we did not right see coming. Field. Right field. Let's be really clear. Coming out of the right field that we did not see coming. Dude, <laughs> according to the press secretary, it was Democrats staging it. And let me tell you, Florida's press secretary. Oh, yeah. Florida's press secretary. Uh-huh. Not not the White House. Yeah, no, she's she's got our back. Yeah. Um. No, no Democrat will ever, ever pretend to be a Nazi. Ever. Nope. We right. know Nazism is wrong and bad and in the complete opposite of what we all want. This one guy was on a, the Facebook, the Florida Today post. It's you liberal dressing up or something like that. And I said, there's literally no evidence of that, mm-hmm. but go on. Yeah. And then he, he said he posted Ron DeSantis's press conference when Ron DeSantis was asked, how do you feel about what happened in Orlando? And before he could even finish the question, DeSantis just went off on Democrats. You know, I'm not, if you think I'm going to, feed into this democratic ploy to make me blah 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 and i'm like all you had to say was nazis aren't cool yeah that that's it never in this rant did he say that yeah yeah and maybe i'm just too generous a human i cannot imagine that the governor of the state of florida actually thought that nazis are okay i mean but maybe i'm wrong because they certainly are you know the term nazi came from nationalist yeah, national socialist. Well, they say because it's got socialist yeah. in the title. No, Hitler put right. that in the title to make fun of the socialistic. Well, yeah. But regardless, it was nationalism, which we are clearly, as a state, we're running towards the title of nationalistic state. And so Nazism is honestly just a natural next step. I'm honestly surprised that people are shocked that it happened. And then when his response was all about the Holocaust and fact that florida has built strong relationships with israel and we have as a state and that's great but i don't think the next holocaust has to necessarily be anti-semitic right the next holocaust doesn't have to be that it can be anything that they see as a threat to their nationalistic identity i was with a QAnon supporting family member oh no recently and this person had been to the holocaust museum and they were talking to us afterwards and they were saying you know i was just shocked and they said how just how sneaky it is and how you won't even notice it happening and then i said i think you and i will disagree on the roots of nazism today hitler came to power because there was a very weak economy and he said only i can fix it who does that sound like to you and then he said don't trust the press who does that sound like to you and he said don't trust public schools who does that sound like to you so honestly i'm kind of surprised it took them this long to come out in public Mm-hmm. And of course, they're deflecting it on their favorite scapegoat now, which is liberals. 
Right. Of course, it's always a false flag operation. To be fair, though, in politics, there are very rarely right and wrong answers. But I can point out that the right answer to do you disavow Nazis is not I have Jewish friends. (laughs) (laughs) Right. And it's also not I don't like people pretending to be Nazis. It's I don't like Nazis. Mm -hmm. I don't understand why this is a question. The same guy that made the post about from Protestantis' presser where he said he didn't actually say Democrats were opposing. He just said Democrats were trying to bait him into this conversation. And my response was 750 arrests from the insurrection attempt on January 6th. Every single one of them were ardent Trump supporters. Mm-hmm. I mean, like that is just a documented fact. There are currently charges pending against three of the people in Orlando. Yeah. DeSantis said they will be charged for doing stuff on an overpass. I guess that's Yale speak for obstructing traffic. I don't know how they talk in Yale, but he literally said the sheriff will get them for doing stuff on an overpass. And yet the police were actually there watching these Nazis and they were allowed to leave. There was anti-Semitic slurs off the overpass in Port St. John, right? But this was the first time I've actually seen out and out Nazi flags and them beating somebody up in the street who confronted them. I'm nervous, y'all. I mean, I've got my passport ready to go. And every time I'm out in the middle of the state, I'm looking around the woods thinking, okay, where can I go? Your your passport's not going to be very good when you're out in the middle of the state, though. (laughs) I will go wherever I got to go. In the middle of the state is a well-known ground for the KKK. Uh-huh. So yeah, I can hide there. <laughs> Trees. Yeah. Right. Nobody here but us gators. <laughs> I'm a Seminole. I, exactly. <laughs> Go But anyway, it's a terrible situation that we're dealing with. And although we joke and we laugh because that's who we are, this is some, some serious stuff, y'all. This is... Yeah. yeah. No, this is scary stuff. You being that history teacher, when you study that history, I always imagine what it was like to just be the person who couldn't afford a loaf of bread one day and the next day could. And Germany was a shambles, right? Mm -hmm. The person who family was starving and then they were fed. And the person that provided that to them, having to be honest about what they were seeing, we are seeing it today. When I see average human beings saying, oh no, this is the Democrats pretending to be Nazis. I, I, I get it because they can't possibly admit the reality that President Trump created an environment where Nazism could grow because he gave them something that they needed. Mm-hmm. And to admit that he was not just imperfect, but fomenting this kind of an environment that could be the end of our country as we know it. I always think about those people that they didn't, they weren't bad people. They were just desperately holding on to what they had. And I think we have to be very aware of that. And it's, that's what's the scarier thing. It's not the six people on the overpass with a Nazi bridge. It's the people that are defending them because they can't possibly admit that this is really happening in front of their eyes. There are a couple of hard and fast rules. If you are at a demonstration and people show up and protest alongside you who wave the Nazi flag, the word for them right now, acceptably, is Nazi. And (laughs) if you don't kick them out, the word for you is also Nazi, <laughs> you know, or at least a sympathizer, Nazi sympathizer. Yeah. And they didn't they didn't come out of history looking good either. That's because the word for the people who did nothing, which their tacit silence enabled the Nazis, uh, what we refer to them as nowadays is uh, Nazi. Yeah, they weren't Nazi <laughs> sympathizers. They weren't another thing. They were, hey, uh, 
I, I mean, also, I, I realize that history may judge these people, but I feel like that it should be time to proactively judge them right now because they're making it illegal to teach history. Yeah. Yep. Mm -hmm. So unfortunately, it seems like they are gearing up for a fight or a confrontation. That's what they want. So we need to at least be aware of what their intention is. Yes, they want us to fight. But I guess lawyer on my radio show today said, no, call them out for them being wrong and hateful and call them out like that because they want you to start fighting. This could be the next Westboro Baptist thing where they go around waving signs to get punched and the second someone punches them, they break out the lawyers and they sue for assault. All right. So leading into it, because the governor, he's still going crazy with the laws. Yes, I think it is now going to be legal to make white people feel bad mm -hmm. about their history. Yeah. Well, here's how they cover that. Let's be real. Let's be fair. Mm -hmm. They're trying to say no, nothing can be taught that makes anybody feel uncomfortable. What they're doing in order to make it like non whatever is they're saying they don't want any person, group of people to be uncomfortable with the history taught. The reality is blacks aren't uncomfortable with the idea that yeah. slavery was bad. So, um, and it happened. Yeah. Um, that, but so it is only whites that will be made to feel uncomfortable. But this is still better than Oklahoma. In Oklahoma, which I'm sure Flor, I'm sure Ron's Oklahoma beat him to it, that in Oklahoma, they're now considering a bill allowing teachers to be fined $10,000 out of their personal resources. Like they will be fined $10,000 per incident if they teach any biology that offends Christian principles. Closer to home, Indian River school board member seeing the recording live at a school board meeting saying, if you can't decide if a book is age appropriate, give it to your child while they're in church. And if you wouldn't have your child read that book in church, then it's not age appropriate. I'm not, I'm not making that up. Like that is literally how they wanted to find age appropriate books. I wouldn't want my kid reading anything in church, right? The whole idea of being in church is you're being present to church, but church do not be guiding our school decisions anyway. Mm -hmm. And again, schools, if they can get the kids and create little Nazi factories, that makes Nazism even easier to get back to our mm -hmm. first topic there. It's yeah, it's bad. What's happening in schools is bad, 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 bad. And also our state legislature today, a bill passed the committee and we'll be going to the floor for discussion for debate and and voting it might have actually been voted on today i think it is thematic committee today they've passed that 15-week abortion ban without an exception for rape incest or human trafficking wow they also are trying to pass a bill where to help the lgbt we're not going to discuss being gay mm, don't say yeah. gay yeah that's say gay. yeah that's that's going back to the the military of the 90s don't ask don't tell and if a student comes to as a teacher and says i'm confused can you help the teacher has to say no i can't yeah but but if the child comes to the teacher and says i don't know how to tie my shoes the teacher is legally bound to teach them how to tie their shoes in little nazis <laughs> So yeah. the abortion ban, without the exception, for rape, incest, or human trafficking. And they heard plenty of evidence. They heard a woman who was talking about a victim. I think she was a 13-year-old girl who was a victim of child abuse, was impregnated, and couldn't get to an abortionist before her 23rd week. She would have been out of luck. Mm -hmm. um, and they just... I mean, I don't know why people bother giving evidence, because it falls on deaf ears. These people will not be treated well in history. Like, mm. it just... They will be judged and it will not be pretty. Can we judge um, them now? I want to judge them we, now. Well, we can. Yes, yes. But 
And we can even write a history book. Next, you know what? In two weeks, we should sit together and make our own little history book, a spiral notebook and oh, color yeah. pictures. I can do yeah. it. Yeah. I bet there you are plenty of memes. Yeah. So um, there's that. Um, Randy Fine's also trying to make school boards unpaid. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And he's referencing research into the fact that in many other places in the country, school boards aren't paid. School boards in most places of the country have one high school in the district, right? Yeah. So they're at one high school in the district and a couple of elementary schools that fit into that school. Brevard Public Schools and most school boards in the state of Florida in Brevard, it's the largest employer in our county. I don't want volunteers managing yeah. that budget, honestly. I was yeah. the largest employer in the county. We have, I don't even know how many high schools we have now, a lot. And we have five school board members responsible for all of that. If it's an unpaid position, what you're going to have is you're going to have the Randy Fines of the world who can work for $30,000 a year as a state legislature because he's an independently wealthy guy who made money in casinos. Mm-hmm. You're not going to have people that are actually invested in public schools able to serve on their school board. Right. Matt Susan was a teacher and they have to resign their professional career in order to serve on the school board. So you will never again have somebody with education experience serving on the school board if that goes through. It's just dumb. It, it further disenfranchises rural schools and our neighborhood communities because those are the ones whose parents need both of those incomes. It's just a terrible, terrible, terrible idea. But it's, you know, what Randy Fine wants, along with making school board races partisan, which I promise you the voters don't want that. They, no. they, we're seeing these huge wars happening at school boards. And even as huge as this war is, in an average school board meeting, let's say the worst last April when I walked in to a group of people calling me a pedophile because I was supporting LGBTQ students, that was a huge group. And it was maybe 300 people. And there are 600,000, hundreds of thousands of people that are literally, in fact, involved in public schools, either as parents or as teachers or as students. And those people that we're not talking to don't want school boards to be a battleground and they don't want them to be part of them. Yeah. Well, I mean, when has the government ever listened to what the people want? I miss sitting with you guys and I can't wait for all of you to be bug free. Yeah. In two weeks. If you're not bug free in two weeks, then. I'm going to have to come like kidnap people because you're going to go crazy. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. Get back together in person. And, you know, when we started this, is this our eighth episode? Seven. Seventh episode. When we started this, I thought we're never going to have enough stuff to talk about every two weeks. Well, I should never underestimate the power of our state legislature to be entertaining as hell oh. because we are never going to run out of material as long as human beings are human beings. Appreciate you guys. I once had a boss who had a really good phrase for the situation up in, up in the Capitol. It wasn't about mm-hmm. this. We were in a meeting one time and someone was describing the scenario and he just kind of sat back and he went, that's, that's like a clown on fire. And they were like, Sir, what? And he's like, yeah, uh, funny but sad. <laughs> yes. Oh. That is the state we live in. <laughs> Our clown on fire state. Clown on yeah. fire state. Yep. C-O-F. <laughs> and on that, ladies and gentlemen. What do we have coming up in the next two weeks? Well, legislative session will continue to chug along. We also do have this weekend, because I'm always telling you guys what you can do right now. This weekend we have what we call get out the vote Mm -hmm. because the mail ballots for the Palm Bay special election, for those of you that are taking this virtual e-learning course on how to run for office, this Palm Bay special election is on March 6th. And if people have mail ballots, those mail ballots, they go in the mail tomorrow. They will be mailing out of the 
So we will be leaving door hangers on the doors of every Democrat in Palm Bay who currently has a mail ballot request form on file with the Supervisor Elections Office. Hmm. And because if they get that mail ballot on Friday and they don't know who's who, they could very well just fill on your bubble and mail it. And we want to tell them who's who. So if you've got an extra three hours, either Friday, Saturday, Sunday, or Monday, or all of the above, we need you desperately. This is really our secret sauce. So we need drivers and we need people to just leave door hangers on doors. Um, we'll be prepared. We'll tell you exactly what to do. We'll give you all the materials. You can go to brevarddems.org, look under events, and sign up there and we'll take it from there. Also, we'll be doing more phone banking um, to reach out to those voters as well and make sure that they get to the polls. Special elections are often very easily overlooked. And this is key to our November winning, even winning the governor's race and winning the Senate races, winning these seemingly small, but very significant races along the way. So that's the first thing we can do this weekend, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and Monday. Yeah, I've been seeing pictures of Phil's Get Out the Vote crew. They seem Good. they seem like they're having they're having fun. I'm I'm seeing pictures on Facebook. Having a great time, really getting to know one another, as well as you'll get to know the candidates. Phil's out there knocking doors. Also, Anthony Yance, who's running for State House 53 against Randy Fine. And by the way, here's one tiny thing: that number will probably change between now and the election mm. in the fall because of redistricting. It's going to be a 30-something state house district number. We've got Kimberly Huff running for school board. She is amazing. I mean, she is being violently attacked on social media, but she's super tough. She's a military wife. Mm. We also have Kenny Johnson, who's running to keep his seat for the next four years. And my phone's going to die. Um, <laughs> we have two Democrats running for Congress right now. So you can maybe meet all of them if you show up and help us this weekend. Sounds good. Thanks for listening. I'm so, I know that I joined Jamie and Shelby and how grateful we are that you guys choose to listen every two weeks. I'm getting lots of positive feedback from my family and friends and just people in the Democratic community. I'm grateful and humbled for the amazing work you do, Jamie, that you take my, our ramblings and turn them into a cogent piece, <laughs> piece whatever. You managed to cut out my clubs. Um, <laughs> thanks, guys. And we'll see you in two weeks. And for anybody, if you disagree with us, send us an email at pushaheadpod at gmail.com or follow us on Twitter. If you see a meme from uh, the Push Ahead podcast page, share it out. That's a good way to build community. And if you agree with us, email us too. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, just email us. Make sure that it's working. <laughs> email us to tell Shelby to get better. Uh-huh. Oh, God. If you got something out of this and know of anybody who cares about what we're saying here, please share. Word of mouth is everything in the grassroots game. If we're awesome, tell a friend. If we're not, tell us how to get better. This has been another episode of the Push Ahead podcast. Please reach out to us via Twitter at push underscore ahead or subscribe to our podcast in your podcatcher of choice. You can find relevant links to the stories that we're talking about in our liner notes on our website at pushaheadpod.com. The music is Super String Theory by Lobo Loco.